0: Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Matthew 24. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, wise, all-knowing God, I pray that you would help us to be always ready, doing your will, faithful servants, that you would give us the understanding that we need to... Do what you want us to do each day. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Matthew 24 And as Jesus went out of the temple courts, he was going along and his disciples came up to point out to him the buildings of the temple. But he answered and said to them, Do you not see all these things? Truly I say to you, not one stone will be left here on another stone that will not be thrown down. And as he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came up to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things happen, and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will deceive many. And you are going to hear about wars and rumors of wars. See to it that you are not alarmed, for this must happen, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise up against nation. And kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. But all these things are the beginning of birth pains. Then they will hand you over to persecution and will kill you. And you will be hated by all the nations because of my name. And then many will be led into sin and will betray one another and will hate one another. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many. And because lawlessness will increase, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end, this person will be saved, and this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed in the whole inhabited earth for a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. So, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken about by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place, let the one who reads understand, Then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. The one who is on his housetop must not come down to take the things out of his house. And the one who is in the field must not turn back to pick up his cloak. And woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing their babies in those days. But pray that your flight may not happen in winter or on a Sabbath. For at that time there will be great tribulation, such as not happened from the beginning of the world until now, nor ever will happen. And unless those days had been shortened, no human being would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened." At that time, if anyone should say to you, Behold, here is the Christ, or here he is, do not believe him. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and will produce great signs and wonders in order to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Behold, I have told you ahead of time. Therefore, if they say to you, Behold, he is in the wilderness, do not go out. Or, Behold, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For just as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so the coming of the Son of Man will be. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. And immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven will be shaken. And then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man arriving on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, and he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect together from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other end of it. Now, learn the parable of the fig tree. Whenever its branch has already become tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also you, when you see all these things, know that he is near at the door. Truly I say to you that this generation will never pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, except the Father alone. For just as the days of Noah were, so the coming of the Son of Man will be. For as in the days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered into the ark. And they did not know anything until the deluge came and swept them all away so also the coming of the Son of Man will be. Then there will be two men in the field, one will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one left. Therefore be on the alert, because you do not know what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, that if the master of the house had known what watch of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. For this reason... You also must be ready, because the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you do not think he will come. Who then is the faithful and wise slave whom the master has put in charge of his household slaves to give them their food at the right time? Blessed is that slave whom his master will find so doing when he comes back. Truly I say to you that he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if that evil slave should say to himself, My master is staying away for a long time, and he begins to beat his fellow slaves, and eats and drinks with drunkards. The master of that slave will come on a day that he does not expect, and at an hour that he does not know, and will cut him in two and assign his place with the hypocrites. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. The context of this chapter was... We were talking about the religious leaders and how they will be removed because they are bad tenants, how the blood of the prophets will be counted against this generation. So as they're walking along and the temple is mentioned, Jesus says, it's going to be destroyed. Not one stone be left on another. So this is rather shocking. The disciples ask, tell us, when will these things happen and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? So then Jesus starts talking, and we call this the Olivet Discourse, or the speech on the Mount of Olives. This is the fifth and final discourse of the book of Matthew. He starts out by saying that there will be a lot of trouble, but that is just the beginning. Then there will be persecution, including many Christians dying. He says the sign to watch out for is the abomination of desolation from the book of Daniel, When they see this sign, they need to flee to the mountains immediately. He says there will be lots of false Christs. Don't pay attention to any of those rumors. Then in verse 29, he says, And immediately after the tribulation of those days, and quotes and alludes to several Old Testament passages. We typically associate these passages with the visible return of Jesus. Then in verse 32, he gives the parable of the fig tree to say when you see the signs, know that it is about to happen. Verse 34 is a key verse, or a hard verse, depending on how you look at it. Truly I say to you that this generation will never pass away until all these things take place. Then in verse 36, he talks about that day, that no one knows when it will happen. The focus in this section is on constant readiness. He mentions the flood with Noah and people right beside each other, one taken, one left. He mentions a thief in the night. Verse 44 says, For this reason you also must be ready, because the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you do not think he will come. Then he tells a parable about a slave who's left in charge of the house while the master is away. He doesn't know when the master will return. So he's either faithful and does what the master told him to do the whole time, or he's unfaithful thinking he has time and is surprised when the master returns. And that's an interesting question for us. Are we ready for the Master to return? And now, a deeper dive. The disciples asked two things in their question that are apparently at different times. It seems that Jesus is answering both parts of their question in this discourse, but believers have had different opinions about what part of the speech is talking about each event. I will give some thoughts here, but I probably don't understand it completely, so I could change my mind about some of this in the future. It seems to me that Jesus is talking about the destruction of the temple up at least through verse 28. Verse 29 through 31 seem to be talking about Jesus' visible coming. But verse 34 complicates this when Jesus says, This generation will never pass away until all these things take place. Also, verse 29 starts with, immediately after the tribulation of those days. So I'm not sure if verses 29 through 31 are using symbolic language and still talking about the destruction of the temple, or if they are literal and not included in the all these things of verse 34. Some people have tried to say that this generation of verse 34 means something other than the obvious meaning. I reject those ideas because it would mean that Jesus is using this generation to mean something different than every other time he uses it in the book of Matthew. Starting in verse 36, I believe this is speaking about the end of the age that we are still looking forward to. The point Jesus is making here is that we won't get a warning and just need to always be ready for the master's return. I think we can take comfort that while we might not understand everything perfectly, God will give us the understanding we need for where we are. One of the early church writers said that no Christians were in Jerusalem when the Romans destroyed the temple, so they understood Jesus' words well enough to know when to flee. And we can at least understand that we should be faithful servants until our master returns. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.